0: in cinemas from the 5th to the 22nd of August and then there's also a simultaneous online release of Myth which will be running from the 14th to the 22nd of August. Now I'd encourage you to check out their program which is digitally available at www.myff.com.au. and we do believe there are some hard copy programs floating around but might be tricky to get your hands on one of those for more than one reason but we did find the Online program pretty easy to navigate, and it has all of the information there about tickets, what's showing online, what's showing in cinemas, where and when, and also as per usual, organized into the different streams, which we will dig into in a minute from a zero G lens. It, it will usually separate them into things like Doco, different, you know, sort of Asian cinema or the night shift, which is the kind of wacky horror stuff. So you'll be able to see what you're in the mood for, but we have taken the liberty of going ahead and plucking a few gems out. So just to reiterate again, myth Play is the online way that you'll be able to watch the myth. So you can check that out on the website and see what's playing there. But we've passed through the entire program and we have some bits and bobs to discuss things of interest from a Zero-G perspective.
1: Well, since 1994, when Zero-G started its coverage of the Melbourne International Film Festival, we've been going through all sorts of ways of getting preview and review experiences Mm -hmm. from going to the MIF offices themselves and Mm -hmm. sitting in their little screener room through videotapes, VCD, D discs and now it's basically online screeners. Mm. So if you are watching the myth online, you're having the same experience that Zero G has. But you know, let's let's play, let's pretend here. I've got a myth catalog that I prepared earlier. And traditionally that's the way I usually do my first run through of pics. Same. Uh, get just the- a text
0: to colour. Yeah, yeah. You know. get the pen out, jot down things, then you look at the calendar, you've got a cross-reference, that's all part of the fun. What we usually do
1: on Zero G, if you've not run into this before, is we break things into categories. Well brief, basically, science fiction, fantasy, historical and horror, and then miscellaneous, because <laughs> there's a lot of things that we don't know how to catalogue, but we still think, yeah, that might be pretty good to watch. So really, we're just reading the genre entrails of the whole thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a very expansive, interesting program full of all kinds of different international films, documentaries, and shorts, but we just kind of go through and pick out the things of zero-G interest that you might want to trot along to as well.
1: Now, the very first item comes into the category of science fiction. It wouldn't be a myth without retro films. Mm Mm-hmm ones which sometimes have been restored or sometimes they get a director out or an actor, that sort of thing. In this case, it is, and I can't believe this, it's the film Big, (laughs) 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 director Penny Marshall, who, of course, people of a certain age will know from the television sitcom Laverne and Shirley, Mm -hmm. where she played Laverne. But, of course, she also worked on A Jumpin' Jack Flash and Awakenings and A League of Their Own, Renaissance Man. Do
0: you remember that one? I remember A League of Their Own. That was a classic.
1: Cinderella Man and Bewitched. Okay, the less we talk about Bewitched, the better, perhaps. (sighs) But she has directed episodes of United States of Tara. Nice. And on this one, the scriptwriters were Anne Spielberg and Gary Ross and, of course, the principal cast, Tom Hanks and Elizabeth Perkins. And it's all in the title, isn't it? He becomes big. He's a younger man and suddenly – grows up now elizabeth ann perkins plays opposite tom hanks in this one and we've seen her in avalon in 1990 and the flintstones in 94 and she was the voice of coral in the disney pixar animated film finding nemo if you're a weeds fan from that showtime television show she was celia hodes Mm. it was really tom hanks breakout film yeah I have to like the fact that this involves this like Zoltar machine that gives him the wish <laughs> to be to be grown up. I thought that was the kind of coolest part of the film for me. Mm. So, yeah, we'll be able to check that out. Body swap, classic. Yeah.
0: I love that era of Hanks as well, like when he did Splash and all of those kind of strange movies with a bit of a zero-G twist, but very, you know, solidly family friendly. So that'll be a pretty fun one to see at the cinema. Hmm.
1: Bonanza. With an exclamation mark, and that is directed by Harrison Hall, Justin Kane, and Sam McGilp. It's an Australian film from 2020, and it was commissioned by Chunky Move, mm. the experimental contemporary Australian dance company. Cool. And basically, it's got things surveilling the dance. It felt very zero G, like drones and rams. Cool. Cool. <laughs> They call it nostalgic futurist, and here's another retro film. God alone knows why. <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> oh goodness like, me! A seventy
0: millimeter special screening. I love that. You've got to oh see it God. projected in its original form. <laughs> I've never and seen that actually. So never
1: seen. It. No. Oh well, you know it is probably the finest Marvel Cinematic Universe. Film. <laughs> <laughs> Everything off. <laughs> oh yes. How the Duck is directed by Willard hayuck <laughs> <laughs> He's worked on in the writerly department on American Graffiti, Star Wars, it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. There's a lot of Lucas stuff there. Radio mm-hmm. Land Murders, and this is where they let him off the leash and let him become a director. Mm-hmm. Wow! It stars. Uh, vast number of people playing Howard the Duck in the suit and also uh, Chip Zine plays the voice mm-hmm. and opposite him was the poor suffering actress, Leah Thompson. Oh, Leah Thompson. Yeah. Seen her in uh, Back to the Future and mm-hmm. Red Dawn, if you've ever seen that one. Oh, and the Beverly Hillbillies remake in 93. It's basically a duck. <laughs> <laughs> who drops into our universe from a multiverse. So he's coming from a a world where everybody is a duck.
0: I love that. Fish out of water, duck out of water trope.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is absolutely quack as this film and (laughs) not in a good way. It is a (laughs) massive flop. Not a duck, but a Turkey. However, You will notice that Howard the Duck has been resurrected in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You see him at the end of sort of Guardians of the Galaxy films and uh, also appearing in the Battle of Avengers compound. (laughs) (laughs) Pivotal character. In Endgame, you have to really look to see. There. Because it's 70 mil, they're going to show it at the Astor, Class act. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. Moving on, in the science fiction category, Lone Wolf, which is directed mm. by Jonathan Ogilvie. This is a dystopic one. They've adapted Joseph Conrad's novel, The Secret Agent, and set mm. it in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. It includes Hugo Weaving amongst the cast, as well as Lawrence Mooney. So, it's got quite a bit of heft. This one, so it's you know a future Melbourne. We're being surveilled. There's state mm. corruption. I'm not quite sure if this is a, a future Melbourne on
0: <laughs> I was interested to see that they're going to use a bit of other kinds of footage, like interweaving found footage and things like that, which I think is something that's been done to various levels of success over the years in different movies. But I'd be keen to see their take on it and if they can pull it off.
1: Into Hugo weaving the footage or what? <laughs> the... Other one in the science fiction category that recommended itself was Nuevo Orden, which is a Mexican film directed by Michael Franco, who's best known for his film After Lucia, Mm -hmm. which got a pretty good gong at the 2012 Cannes Film Festival. Now, this is a film about the backlash against racism towards lower classes in Mexico, Mm -hmm. and I think it's more the way that this one is done. I'm, I'm thinking it's got a little bit of a parasite feel to it mm. as well as being dystopian. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that one. This is one that really recommended it to me. It's a documentary, probably the best title of the entire film festival, Sisters with Transistors. <laughs> Put this into the science fiction catalogue because it's about – The history of trailblazing women in the field of electronic music. And it's narrated by Laurie Anderson. Nice. Which makes perfect sense. So, although the theremin is named after its male inventor. Of course. It's actually a a woman who started working with that instrument and started using it in, for example, uh, movies like the score for Forbidden Planet. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also we, we heard it later pop up in Doctor Who. Nice. So this is the history of women's involvement with electronic music. So you will be hearing work by and commentary about Clara Rockmore, BB Barron, that's Forbidden Planet, Delia Derbyshire from Doctor Who, Laurie Spiegel and a whole lot of other people, sisters with transistors. I think that's a great idea and about time that they did that. Yeah. And so in terms of a track to riff off that, well, you know, Laurie Anderson is the narrator mm-hmm. and I thought Oh Superman that's- would be the track. And I've actually found a David Bowie cover of that so that will be our bowie of the week covering the song during his 1997 earthling tour where gail and dorsey shared the lead vocals you can find it on the look at the moon live phoenix festival album hi i'm andrea thompson and i played talia winters resident commercial telepath on babylon 5 you're listening to zero g on three triple r and i know what you're thinking David Bowie and Gail Dorsey's live 1997 cover of Laurie Anderson's 1981 signature song, Oh Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Jan and Megan McHugh dissecting the genre guts of the 2021 Melbourne International Film Festival. Find out more at tripler.org.au where we'll post our lists and links or at the Zero G on Triple R page on Facebook. Ditto. All right, we've gone through the science fiction elements of the Melbourne International Film Festival, Mm -hmm. which started in 1952, and here we are in a Mm -hmm. very different century, Mm -hmm. in a very different time amidst the pandemonium of Mm -hmm. the pandemic.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Last year they did a mostly online festival, and this year they're – Kind of split the difference, mm-hmm. pandemic permitting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how you experience it will be pretty much a performance art mm. with interactive, can I go to a cinema or not, element to it. All right, so now we're into the fantasy elements of the Melbourne International Film Festival or the myth as we call it, mm-hmm. or the MIF M-Y-T-H, depending on if it goes MIFFing in action. And the fantasy elements start appropriately with A is for Apple, which is to say Apples, directed by Christos Nikol. Mm -hmm. And this comes out of a tripartite alliance of countries, Greece, Poland, and Slovenia. And it is about a man who gets sent to a government facility. uh (laughs)
0: Uh-oh. Oh dear.
1: During a global amnesia pandemic. Oh. You will not be surprised that this is the directorial debut of Christos Niko, who has worked with Yorgos Lanthimos.
0: Oh, we love Yorgos.
1: Yeah. Our lobster man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> our favourite.
1: Yes. So the weird wave of mm, Greek mm. movies. So Into it. Yeah, I'm into that one. Apples. Now. Are You Still Watching? Are You Still Listening? Are You Still Watching? It's directed by Alex Cardi, Kitty Crystal, and Tali Polichtok and it's an Australian film. Mm-hmm. And what it was was the pictures that sold me, a little trailer, uh, and it's basically blends erotic fan fiction, magic realism, and high camp.
0: And <gasps> I'm it's sold.
1: An animated film. Some of these, I'm not actually making much of a difference between shorts and features this year, when you go and look them up, Mm. you'll be able to set that out for yourself. But that does happen to actually be a short.
0: Nice. Oh, that sounds fun.
1: Part of one of the little brackets of short films that they do. Mm -hmm. Now, Crypto Zoo, directed by Dash Shaw. And Dash Shaw, an American comic book writer, artist, and animator, and he's done lots of graphic novels, Bottomless Belly Button, great great title, Mm -hmm. And, and Cosplayers. Actually, I must check that one out. He's done books as well, Love Eats Brains. (laughs) This fellow has gone off and done this movie about mythical creatures and eco-activism. Basically, it's the story of two hippies who encounter mythical creatures in Mm. an unusual context.
0: It looked pretty psychedelic. You know, there's Dungeons and Dragons involved. There's a bit of crazy animation involved. It's got Michael Sarah in it. I'm definitely interested in this one CryptoZoo.
1: It's also got Angelica Papolia from Lobster. Oh, there you go. In the fantasy vein is also I Was a Simple Man, and this is a film out of Hawaii directed by Christopher Makoto Yogi. Kind of got a ghostly element to it as well as being an exploration of mortality. Look, a couple of people have said that this is kind of like a Terrence Malick film. Because? So you get a Yeah,
0: big shoes. To fill in that one, <laughs> uh, it's got Constance Wu in it as well, who I really liked in Crazy Rich Asians, and so it'll be nice to see her front up a film as well.
1: Now here's another one, one that I can't pronounce: Double K U M. Kum. It's directed by Kim Kang Min, a South Korean film. Although I think the director's actually Los Angeles based, and this is another animated film. And I picked this one out because it's been done in using stop motion, so you know, move a little creature one mm. frame, take a picture, then another one, or whatever the digital equivalent
0: of that might be. But it's using styrofoam models. Cool. I love good like animated shorts. Actually, some of the highlights of Myth for me. I've seen some really great stuff. There was some interesting Korean animation last year as well in the Myth, so this mm-hmm. sounds like a really interesting one.
1: Hmm. You will also want to see Lizard. And this is from Nigeria, directed by Ancanola Davies, Jr. One about a young girl who stumbles upon some things that she perhaps should not be encountering in her church in Lagos. <laughs> Bizarre and unbelievable dealings, they say. And they also put this in the category of head trips. So... <laughs>
0: Nice. I'd actually be very interested to watch a film that's set in Lagos because I read a book, My Sister the Serial Killer, that was written by a Nigerian author. And so I'd really like to see some more stuff and learn a little bit more about that area of the world. And this is the thing,
1: in our initial run through the wonders, delights and terrifying horrors of the Melbourne International Film Festival, we sort of look at it as if we were just opening up the pages of the hard copy of the program guide for the myth and just go through circling things, basically. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> get our pages out and off we go. And Nest is another film here that's directed by James Hunter. This is an Australian one. Mm. Uh, there's a guy who's a woodcutter set in early colonial Australia and a bit of a gothic psychodrama. drama.
0: Ooh, isolation, man quietly going into his own mind. What is real? This is another short too, by the way. Okay, cool. Not the
1: same film at all is Nestor. So we go from Nest to Nestor and that's directed by Joao González and this is a film that comes out of Portugal. It is proudly an animated short. It's about a guy who's got OCD. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's trying to keep himself away from the world. Okay. So in animated terms, that's quite a rich field. Now, this Mm -hmm. is actually part of another one of the short Mm -hmm. brackets along with Kuhn and Mm -hmm. a couple of the other ones that we're talking about today on Zero-G. Never Gonna Snow Again. Well, yeah, that's pretty sad, isn't it? This is a a European film directed by Malgozata Somalska and Michael Engelert. This Mm -hmm. is a satire about a masseur. Oh. And so he has uh, rich clients who become very attached to him Uh (laughs) because he's a very hands-on job. So you're going to have like magic realism in this one and and other elements that I thought would be fairly zero-g solid
0: Interesting. Fodder. So we've got like affluent Polish families, man with magical hands. I love a bit of magic realism and it would kind of be interesting if it's, it says here it's like kind of gothic and a little bit absurdist. I hadn't spotted that one. So I'm really interested to check that out. Never going to snow again.
1: Whenever I hear something like class satire, I immediately think of Parasite.
0: It set the bar. I think it did its yeah. job well. But this sounds like an interesting premise.
1: From the UK is another animated short directed by Renee Zahn. It's Oh, Black Hole. <laughs> it's about a woman who's turned into a black hole. Mm-hmm. So she's like absorbing people from around her. It's told in song, too, as well as being animated. So how can you possibly miss out with that one? Oh, black hole.
0: So Renee Zahn's titles of her films are awesome. Renee Poptosis and Hold Me Kakor Kakor are some of her (laughs) previous works.
1: All right. So we have Old Boys Apples, directed by Brad Hock. This is a U.S.-American film. And it's kind of like a bar joke here. There's a demon, a puppy, and a rat. (laughs) it Called by a magical apple tree. A bit of an uh, apples theme this year.
0: Yeah, cool. You could go along and see Old Boys Apples, O Black Hole and cum all in the one little short session. I did not actually look
1: at the bracket first before picking these films out. So they have just sort of magically appeared in that one bracket.
0: Yeah, it's great.
1: An Argentinian film, Paper Birds, mm-hmm. directed by Federico Carlini and German Heller. And this is a Tim Burton esque type film. And that's enough for me, usually. <laughs> Though let's hope there aren't too many curly trees in this one. because it's an animated film, here's the voice cast Ed okay. Norton, Joss Stone. Oh, it's a
0: bit of a random one.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Archie Yates from JoJo Rabbit. Nice. So it is about a child, and they've got these amazing musical abilities. So I expect to see much and hear much on Paper Birds. Nice. The Spine of Night. Now, this is perfect zero-G.
0: What a title.
1: Directed by Morgan Galen King. What a name for a director. Mm -hmm. Now, think Ralph Bakshi's rotoscope work. Mm -hmm. By that I mean they film actors, then they hand-trace animation Mm -hmm. over the footage.
0: Scanner Darkly type sitch. Exactly. More in period
1: known for Fritz the Cat and the Lord of the Rings at first adaptation. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. Doesn't always work, but <laughs> yes, when it does unique. great. Okay. Now the the director of this he kept working on it on this older program on his Windows platform. hmm And he refused to update. <laughs> the computer for seven years.
0: Wait, did my dad make this film?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he's vigilant about that. You've got your, your software that works on the window PC from 2014. You don't want to touch it. Work. You're not going to muck around with it. Your whole thing is done on that. Seven years he didn't hmm. update that. And then okay. one night it got all the updates and it took him two weeks after that to... Repair everything and, and fix it up. So Aww. hats off to him for that. They call it Ultra Gory and it's animated fantasy. So oh, maybe think of uh, Fire and Ice in that mm-hmm. context, mm-hmm. or maybe even parts of the heavy metal movie. Mm. Um, but it's got a great voice cast, this one. Lucy Lawless. Yeah. Richard E. Grant. Oh my God. It's got Loki. It's got variants
0: in it. Peyton Oswald. Yeah. I love Peyton Oswald. It's also got Joe Manganiello. He was in True Blood and a few other bits and bobs. I hope yeah. he has his shirt off in this. Oh, no, it's animated, so I don't even get to see him. Oh, well. Ah. It's designed to appeal to
1: immature teens. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Blood. Yeah, the spine of night. <laughs> We've got Undine, which is more of a mythological romance directed by Christian Petzold from France and Germany, reimagining a myth, and it's
0: set in Berlin. I think I saw Phoenix at the MIF quite a few years ago, and I remember really liking that film too.
1: What do we see when we look at the sky? Directed by Alexandre Cobredes, and this is from Georgia and Germany, Mm -hmm. and it's an absurdist film, this one. It's kind of a romance, also a little bit magically real, set in the Georgian city of Kutasi, which I've never heard of at all. Then again, you know, until certain Marvel movies, I didn't really know much about Budapest. (laughs) (laughs) Black Widow, loved the film. Megan and I both thought it was just (laughs) (laughs) kick-ass. Sia actually has a track in that from her This Is Acting album, Mm -hmm. Cheap Frills. Nice. Let's hear it. Hi, this is Corey McAbee from Stingray Sam and the American Astronaut, and you're listening to Zero G on 3RRR FM. He does the things that folks don't do that need to be done. Rob, Jan, and Megan McHugh exploring the 2021 Melbourne International Film Festival. Find out more at rrr.org.au and at the Zero G on Triple R page on Facebook. All right, Wolf Children, another fantasy one. Now, this is directed by Mamoru Hosoda, and that means that you are in for an animated treat from mm. the director of you mm. The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Summer Wars, mm. Belle and One Piece, Baron Matsuri and the Secret Island.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love his stuff. Girl Who Leapt Through Time is just one of my absolute faves. So I will definitely be seeing
1: this. Now, Wolf Children, you pretty much know what that one's going to be about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's in the title. It's actually a pretty self-explanatory title (laughs) as far as this one goes.
1: Actually, this was the first solo written feature By this director. You will enjoy this, no doubt. You know, I can say that with Mm. all confidence because I've loved all of his films The Heritage of Studio Ghibli and ah, Rock Children. Yes. And you would think that was a horror movie, but probably not so horrific.
0: I think it's going to be pleasant and heartwarming.
1: (laughs) Yeah and by that I don't mean pulling out the beating heart and holding it over a fire, <laughs> as would probably happen with many of the films in the horror category. Excellent. <laughs>
0: Rubs hands together. This is the the good part. They've always got some fun horror stuff. Yeah. Bubble.
1: (laughs) This is a short one, 14 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty short. Mm -hmm. It's directed by Honon Wang. It's a Chinese horror movie and it's about a couple who go on a date and there's a lot of eating in in a very micro sort of, Cafe, and they mm. get too hungry.
0: Oh no! That's <laughs> whenever it's horror, and they say something about insatiable, or you know, their ravenous, or something. We all know what path we might be going down.
1: I think you're in for some special dumplings in that one.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> Sensor, which is not what should happen to this film, but what it's called. And it's directed by Prano Bailey Bond, a Welsh film director. This is her debut film. It's about somebody who is a film censor, and this is during the Video Nasty era, she gets caught up in a copycat murder case. <gasps> this is a film that she's approved as censor. So you can imagine that this is going to be incorporating lots of elements from that era as well mm. as sort of deconstructing what it is to be a censor, possibly disassembling
0: Oof, this what is it is to be, be a censor. A gruesome and grisly one, I think.
1: Yes, yes, lots of gristle in this one.
0: <laughs> That's Sensor.
1: Now, Coming Home in the Dark is directed by a Zero G favourite, James Ashcroft, the New Zealand actor and director. We know him for his work for Black Sheep. Mm-hmm. And <gasps> oh. Yeah, yeah, the Ram Zomcom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that from ages ago well, you know, there's this lovely little pastoral trip out into the countryside in New Zealand. Uh Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, they're going to have buckets of fun, I'm sure.
0: I think when it says there's someone who's mild-mannered, there's a hike involved and it's out in the countryside, my mind is just spinning with, oh, no. (laughs) They run into some drifters. Never run into anyone when you're on these trips.
1: Yeah, but what's the difference between a tourist on holiday and a drifter? They're both moving around with no real purpose in mind.
0: It's true. Only one of them's probably going to hack off your limbs, though. Yeah, coming home in the dark. Okay, more in the horror vein
1: is Gaia, which is directed by Jaco Bauer, South African film, and they call this one Echo Horror. Oh. So you're out in the South African jungle, a drone goes down, so somebody's gotta go and get it. This is a problem with drones.
0: No. Leave it guys, just chaos, leave, leave it. it.
1: <laughs> just leave it. That's it. You know, so there's thinking body horror in this and and the word fungus appears.
0: No, I think it's got something like fungi-infused body horror, and like body yeah. horror for me is like cannot do it. Fungus and like eco stuff and like mold and moss. No, it's a hard no, but it could be for you. And if it is, see Gaia, which is playing at the myth.
1: There's not much room for that kind of horror in some people's canon, but (laughs) nevertheless. All right, we have a film called Genus Pan. That's G E N U S. So, we're into the cataloguing here in a biological sense. It's mm-hmm. a warning. It's by Love Diaz and it's a Filipino film about another trek through another treacherous jungle. No. And this actually f- sounds a bit like the Philippines equivalent of uh, folk horror because mm. there's paganism,
0: Ooh. myths, <laughs> yeah. and things,
1: folklore. It's black and white cinematography in this, so you cool. are going to be even more desaturated than usual as you are no doubt saturated in blood. At least okay. it's not fungus.
0: At least it's not fungus. In the Earth
1: is a Ben Wheatley film.
0: Woo! We love Ben Wheatley here on Zero G. He's had many a hit at the myth and many a hit with Zero G too. Kill List, a film in England
1: and high rise with Loki. <laughs> Just a set up for this, in a forest in England, <laughs> guess what? Connecting plants and fungi.
0: What's the- with the fungi? <laughs> it's another horror that involves fungi and things being like moist and growing and eco. And I think this is the vibe right now in filmmaking.
1: Before you can say Star Trek, Disco and Spore Drives, they're <laughs> into the Michael Hizal network. You know, that's <sighs> the, the matrix underground that interconnects all plants and stuff. Just look at this as like a routine trek into the, you know, it's just like.
0: He'll do no. it well, though. He, yeah, he, 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 those kind of folk horror, that kind of, you know, like the field in England kind of energy. I mean, Moss aside, I think this is probably going to be. A pretty good film. (laughs) Moss aside and all the other people in the IT crowd as well. Uh, That's In the Earth, the aptly titled In the Earth. Ben
1: Wheatley. Actually, I can't wait for that one. I think that would be pretty good. Uh, Jungle, an Australian film with director Kieran Wheeler at the helm. Mm -hmm. and This is an urban crime drama. Great. So basically you're just having a female protagonist who is, I hope, going to win through the situation.
0: All right. We're back in the city. We're back in my safe zone. I much prefer a gritty urban crime drama to moss-covered bodies in the countryside. So this is my comfort (laughs) place. Yet, ironically, it's called Jungle. I think we're talking about an urban one.
1: Well, it's funny you should say that, Megan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because next there's always a bunch of retro classics and it does not get any better than Ken Russell's The Lair of the
0: White Worm. <laughs> oh, dear. This is going to be disgusting, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it absolutely is. This is one that I had to go out and acquire for the Zero-G collection a long time ago. You know, we know Ken Russell, Altered States, all those films he did based on the lives of classical music composers, The Who's Tommy back in 75, The Controversial Women in Love. Actually, every film that Ken Russell made is controversial. The Devils in 1971, (laughs) Savage Messiah, (laughs) Listomania, Gothic, Salome's Last Dance. Great titles on some of these too. The Russia House. There's one that's more normal. Quote, unquote. His last short film, A Kitten for Hitler. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> what a sentence.
1: But here we are with 1988, The Lair of the White Worm, British horror film. It's based on the 1911 Bram Stoker novel of the same name, mm-hmm. and it stars Hugh Grant. <gasps> Bit of young Hugh. There is only one word for this film, and that word is bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> and it also has... Peter Capaldi.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: And both Peter Capaldi and Hugh Grant have played Doctor Who's. Hugh Grant was in a comedy special where he Ah. played the Doctor briefly. All right, we're
0: counting that, are we? Okay. We are are counting that.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jenna McKee's in it too. Lair of the White Worm. Mm -hmm. We're still in the horror area. And then you see a film from the Scandinavian countries. Love it. Directed by Vladimir Johansson and it's called lamb.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just that one word,
1: nope. <laughs> Poor old Nuni Rapace. Mm-hmm.
0: She's Love her, though.
1: stepping in it again. <laughs> <Stepping> <laughs> hasn't, in hasn't gotten over that dragon tattoo yet, no. but here she is. Oh, dear. <laughs> Set in Iceland. Love that, though. Should be quite beautiful. Unusual discovery amongst a flock of sheep on their farm. Oh,
0: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the director, Vladimir Johansson, was a special effects guy who worked on Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Prometheus. I wonder if that's where he got the sort of Numi Rapace um, connection.
0: Maybe they formed a connection. I mean, she is fantastic. And one of the
1: co-collaborators on the story for this is Sion, and he works with Bork quite a bit too. Oh, so Yeah. You know. You know, so, yeah. (laughs) Bring all your Scandinavian names (laughs) to Rob and he will just.
0: So many names to get through and I think you've done really well because Miff is always the challenge because we're hopping across continents here. But (laughs) Lamb. Okay, set in Iceland. Seems like there's a bit of folk tale elements and I think it's going to be a haunting one.
1: Miff talks. Now, this is the art of the score, the music of horror. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be looking at the music from Ben Wheatley's In the Earth mm-hmm. and some uh, other titles. Nicholas Wook, Dan Golding and Andrew Pogson will be doing a film soundtrack podcast of Art of the School. Mm-hmm. And there's also a film called The Night, directed by Kurush Ahari from mm-hmm. Iran and the United States. It's a co-production and it's set in... In a malevolent hotel.
0: Oh, okay, I'm sold again. Out of the jungle, let's get back into the city. Creepy hotels, I can do.
1: The Hotel Normandy. It's built in the 1920s. It's deserted, but they book a room anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, anything that happens is on them. If it's the middle of the night and you book a room in an empty hotel, that's on you. Now,
1: the genre of... Iranian horror, has mm-hmm. quite a few decent entries in it now, mm-hmm, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to another one with For sure, The Night. Sounds cool. <laughs> no. Sounds no. cool. If this gets to be screened in a cinema, mm-hmm. it will be at the Pentridge. Coburg Ooh, creepy. 12, yeah. Well, at least the approach is. Psychomania. This is a British film. Don Sharp is the director. This has got it all. Zombie bikers, rich witches, affluent magic users.
0: Nice, nice.
1: <laughs> it's about time. Dodgy butlers, frogs, Australian-born hammer veteran Don Sharp who did The Kiss of the Vampire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard this described as an outlaw bikey zombie exploitation film. <laughs> so Gracious me. What more do you need? That and a couple of future East Enders stars appearing in it. <laughs> All right, Reptile, uh, an Australian short film by Jordan Giusti, mm-hmm. and this is about schoolboys. If you got a title like Reptile and Schoolboys, you don't really need to go much further than that. We're getting
0: but... into Lord of the Flies territory, aren't we? Yes, I guess they would be
1: after Flies too if they were reptiles. Now, Jennifer Sheridan has a film called Rose, A Love Story, Mm -hmm. And this is a horror film. She loves Asian horror. She has worked as a script comedy editor for the League of Gentlemen. So you can expect something particularly unsettling with this one.
0: It's one of those ones where there's a couple and they seem really happy and everything's going well, and then a mysterious woman shows up. Yes. That's my favourite trope.
1: (laughs) Except they're off the grid in the Welsh woods. Back in the wilderness. Yes, I'm I'm sorry.
0: I'm less happy with that, but okay. But
1: I don't see the word fungus in there. I do see the word leeches.
0: Oh, (laughs) no. Okay, leeches I can do. Leeches, they're sort of in the middle ground. (laughs) Rose, a love story.
1: Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) All right. You will enjoy so much in the horror section here. (laughs) at the Melbourne International Film Festival. They've also got a history of folk horror called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, a history of folk horror. This is directed by Kiela Janice. It's a Portuguese film with English subtitles. And this will give you a, a history of folk horror, nice. which is entirely appropriate for many of the films under discussion in this myth, especially for mm. Ben Wheatley. But they're also going to look at Picnic at Hanging Rock to bring a local flavor to it, and the indigenous cinemas of Mexico, Brazil, China, and the Czech Republic, amongst others.
0: Oh, and they look at La Llorona, which we covered for The Myth last year. So we did. All right, out of the horror. Oh, into the light. Now, we've got a, a
1: whole bunch of historical ones, and I don't want to gloss over those, but we are going to run out of time here on Zero G today. So we can probably hold the historical category over for the next show. We've also got a lot of miscellaneous ones too.
0: There are some really interesting miscellaneous ones that might be good to talk about. There's definitely a controversial one that people are chatting about called the net, but we can always cover that in a future show. I think we've got you set on good ground to start planning your myth program by covering the fantasy, sci-fi and horror so far today.
1: So next week on Zero-G, we'll be having a look at the miscellaneous category, which is always a strange one in oh, Zero-G. tricky stuff.
0: It, yes. There's some good stuff.
1: And the historical elements as well, which always contains a lot of fine documentaries like Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street, amongst others.
0: Nice. Hmm. That was the Myth 2021. So we plucked some tidbits out of that one. It is going from the 5th to the 22nd of August, and you can check out the program and all the details at www.myth.com.au All
1: right. Well, that's about it for Zero G this week. We cast our program into the winds. Yes. Here it goes.
0: There it goes, into the mouldy wilderness where it will come across a lone traveller with an axe and mould and fungus (laughs) on it.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah. Joe Bernadic is coming up next with Astral Glamour, and thanks mm-hmm. to our podcaster Kayla Larson, and thanks to the Melbourne International Film Festival for being so tolerant of Zero G's madness and mayhem since 1994. Now we are going to go out with a track. F- from Forbidden Planet.
0: Oh yeah. Nice.
1: The science fiction film and we're sort of riffing off the Sisters with Transistors documentary which which is a history of the women involved with electronic music. Yeah, love it. And this is the main title theme from Forbidden Planet. As always, stay COVID safe, observe all pandemic precautions and safety procedures, wear your mask and maintain social distancing. If it's good enough for Tony Stark and Rogue, it's good enough for you. G'day, this is Rob Jan. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R Zero G, a weekly radio show exploring science fiction, fantasy and historical. Zero G is broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Monday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via our Facebook page or the Triple R website.